Hi, I'm Branson Stowell. And I'm Matt Sparks. And welcome to The Film Exchange, where two friends and film enthusiasts discuss the films that inspire them. And today's a special day. It's the one-year anniversary of the podcast. We started the podcast one year ago to the day. And since then, we've had 56 episodes each week. And we have a little announcement. We're going to take a short hiatus, a break, and we'll be returning in the fall to celebrate this moment. We wanted to... You know, do a review of our season one, maybe talk about our favorite episodes, ways our opinion changed or what surprised us. One question I also kind of want to pose that's just a fun reflection. Maybe it coincides with your favorite episode, but I was also wondering what new film that you've been introduced to from our past list has kind of stuck with you the most. Uh, Of the episodes, one I think stuck with me the most that was new to me was um, Knights of Kabiria. Uh, I just I think about the character, the Kabiria and her story, and it's just really impactful and amazing ending. Uh, how about for you? Uh, the one that sticks to me the most and I will still reference that you introduced me to is Mr. and Mrs. Bridge, <laughs> uh, even though it is so quiet and just doesn't seem impactful in the way that you might expect. It's one of those movies, too, that if you listen to later episodes of the podcast, I feel like I bring it up a lot (laughs) (laughs) in reference because it's so it it carries so much weight to it. So that's a film that I definitely think not only am I going to revisit, but I want to share with people. And to be honest with you, little inside, I remember when, you know, you first assigned it, so to speak, I was like, ah, this looks boring, (laughs) but I'll do it. And it was not, it was, I think it will always stick with me because it totally turned my uh, expectations on my head. I think a movie like that, that's about life itself and they deal with everyday things. I'm on the edge of my seat more with films like that than some thrillers because it's surprising and your each detail feels new in a way versus like following some sort of plot structure. I feel like we did a pretty good job of genre diversity. We definitely covered a spectrum of years um, in cinema. We definitely got drama. We even had some great comedies. I know we've got a note about not having enough sci-fi from one of our viewers and fair. You know, we did have 10 Cloverfield Lane. And uh, Fantastic Planet and the Wizard of Speed and Time. <laughs> Okay, so that actually will segue and I'll, I'll prime you, but The Wizard of Speed and Time is my favorite episode that we've done. Oh, really? Um, it was yeah. one of our first episodes. We recorded it before we went live, too. The thing that I like the most about it, and maybe it's like a nostalgic thing, but one, I hadn't seen the movie. Two, I feel like it is great because it's so much about the art of making movies. There was so much technical to talk about. I also think it totally fits the sort of rare cult film that we were sort of looking for in creating this podcast, just kind of a hidden gem that prompts me to ask you, what's your favorite episode? Uh, I'd say my favorite episode is Summertime. I think it's my favorite episode because it surprised me the most. When I watched it, I I enjoyed it, but I didn't really like think I was going to have a whole lot to say. And then after recording, I thought in my head, it didn't go that well. But then when I went through editing it i feel like it was one of our most insightful and i also just felt like it was a nice bridge between our tastes like in that good representation of the kinds of movies we like to watch but i think it's my favorite because it surprised me the most i was gonna ask you is there any ways that your opinions changed or evolved that you think are worth mentioning 
some of the films, it's funny that I was putting out there that uh, I just hadn't watched in a while myself. I look back on a little differently and I think those were fun. I th obviously, I think, you know, we don't agree on everything. Um, and we had definitely some films that we totally disagreed on. I don't know if I can ever look at Love Actually the same. <laughs> you know, I think some of the films, and maybe you felt this way too, that we just watched. And even though we both liked them, there just wasn't a lot to say. <laughs> they may have a more personal value. Like, Priceless, for instance, that that episode is really <laughs> nice and short. I still love the movie. Oh my gosh. Yeah. But looking back, I think the more I think about it, it's just a fun movie. You don't have to think too hard. And I, I kind of feel the same about some of my choices where they're great films, but it's hard to like, we both just agree that they're great films. You know, <laughs> it doesn't really start a conversation as much as I hoped picking them. I think more recently, episodes like My Beautiful Andrette or Tangerine. They're, they're not conversation starters in the same way that I felt like Best Years of Our Lives or Hoop Dreams or even V for Vendetta are. Even I was thinking about our guest episodes, how fun those were. One thing that Marcel brought up to me and one of the ways that I think my opinion changed for sure. He had listened to our premiere episode, which was Toy Story 3, and heard us heard me bashing uh, Toy Story 4. And he was saying, you know, I think Toy Story 4 is a great movie. And it's, you know, it's, it's an existential movie. I rewatched it and... I totally changed my opinion on Toy Story 4. It's not as great as the third one. It's about accepting change. I think it's a worthy film, and I, I changed my opinion on that. This is the Toy Story 4 apologist piece. I love yes. this. <laughs> Another thing I changed my opinion on. Now, I don't think I would include Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio in my top mm. films of last year. I think at the time I just gave into the hype of it a little bit too much. And then when I read more about Netflix's campaign for that film, it just kind of bothered me. It seemed like they were really pushing the critics too much to give it the rave reviews, which I fell for. Like, I guess they were sending them models of the figures and gifts and all these things. And same with the Academy members. Uh, Netflix apparently spent like almost a record amount on Pinocchio. They wanted to get in Best Picture and everything. I fell into that a little bit. I think I since then I've watched Tar and I love Tar. I think if mm. I were to sub it out with anything, I would put Tar somewhere in the top five. Wow. That is a huge change. We were both Pinocchio ambassadors. <laughs> <You know? laughs> no, I I think it's a great movie and I love Guillermo del Toro, but with time, I'm curious what's going to happen with that movie. I don't think it got the audience it deserves still. Maybe that's what's partially my reason of including it too in December when it was in theaters or available on Netflix was to get people to watch it. But One small change that I would make in looking at last year's films, which is very difficult for me to admit because I've been given a lot of flack for this. I would, in retrospect, I would bring the Banshees of Inishirin down a little bit, probably below everything everywhere all at once. <laughs> you know, my big Oscar blunder was betting against that movie. And <laughs> it's less about my opinion of that movie changing and more about me finding a more realistic view of the Banshees of Inishirin. I think especially as I look on, what films am I thinking about now? I do think that everything everywhere all at once stays with me in a way that the Banshees of Inishirin hasn't. Still appreciate it, but I would redo that ranking a little bit. I might bump up official competition to number one because I actually did rewatch that recently and still felt like that had value, but. One thing I wanted to mention up before we wrap is that please let us know if you have any ideas or suggestions for the format. We want this to be 
a conversation and evolving thing and trying new things yeah. like Branson was mentioning that maybe we instead of choosing a film we prompt each other with a theme and we bring back a film that's a theme or like I know October we did horror month maybe we could do more themes like that yes. retrospective on actor and we definitely want more audience suggestions i'm interested to see what people say please we have two social media platforms even if they're not updated we still check the messages i'd love to hear what your favorite film that maybe you discovered through the podcast was or favorite episode was I appreciate all the feedback that I've gotten in real life from my friends who listen. For those of you who don't know, I do think we've already tried to incorporate some suggestions. Like partway through, we started asking each other, who's this film for? Providing insight into where you can watch the film. It just brings me a little bit of joy and positivity. And I hope that uh, we can, you know, I believe that we can keep that going and even get a little bit better. Yes. And that's why we'd love to include you, the listener. Thank you guys for listening to season one of the Film Exchange. We hope that you enjoyed the finale. We're very proud of all 56 of our episodes. Until then, you'll be able to contact us, as we said, through our social media platforms, Instagram and Twitter, at Film Exchange Pod, all one word. We will be looking forward to hearing your thoughts about the show, how we can improve, what films you liked. So we look forward to seeing you guys a little bit later. Um, in the meantime, enjoy the hiatus and we will be back in the fall for season two.